Do you need to feel bad or guilty because you're eating peanut butter? Not just that natural kind of peanut butter made with just peanuts and salt, but Skippy or Jif or Peter Pan. Should you feel bad because purists will tell you that it's filled with seed oils that are bad? Do you need to feel guilty about Skippy? Today on 4Q, we're going to talk a little bit about seed oils, omega-6, and inflammation and find out if you truly need to change the peanut butter that you like for that natural stuff made just with peanuts. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork U. Fork University, where we bust myths and teach you a little bit about food as medicine. Just about everybody in the low-carb community is currently talking about how bad seed oils is. They claim that the medical community has it wrong, and the conspiracy-minded folks claim that doctors are just wanting to keep people sick, thus dependent on medicine for pills, big pharma, and surgery. And now, seed oils are the new evil part of the picture. All of this because of a jar of Skippy peanut butter on a TikTok that I recently produced. Paul Saladino is probably the current dean of the carnivore diet, which is the latest iteration of the low-carb craze. Then he talks about how bad peanut oil is. He says it's a seed oil, which it is. Peanut is a seed. It's also a legume. And he talks about how seed oils are high in omega-6 fatty acids, which are, quote, pro-inflammatory. And that if you have more seed oils in your diet, you'll have more inflammation. And inflammation, they will tell you, is the root cause of heart disease and all diseases. Let's talk about it. In fact, let's break down a little bit about how this works. Sugar was the evil that the low-carb community said caused obesity. If you read their literature starting from beginning 20-plus years ago, 40-plus years ago, they blamed sugar for obesity, not just sugar. But any carb that was sugar, they claimed, would become fat. They even had their own alternative view of the history of obesity in this country, stating that the world was not obese until Ansel Keys blamed heart disease on fat. Then the U.S. government promoted the low-fat diet, and the result was obesity bloomed because they replaced fat with sugar. And that evil food pyramid caused people to turn away from fat, substituting sugar. And sugar substitution led to obesity. Now that sounds so logical. If you ever go on a low-carb diet, you stop eating junk food and you start eating things like steak. You feel satisfied eating a lot of meat, but then you get tired of eating steak. Now you lose weight because you're in a calorie deficit, not because you're in some ketosis. And that weight loss leads to that confirmation of the theory that sugar makes you fat. Because after all, you're losing weight eating steak. Now you go off that highly restrictive diet and you gain weight. Your real reason that you gain weight is you're eating more, but you blame that slice of bread. Here's what you forget. You're eating more steak because now you have more flavors in your mouth. That slice of bread is only 100 calories. And you think of that 18-ounce porterhouse, which is 1,260 calories, as diet food. So you blame the bread and maybe the lava cake, but not the extra calories. If you're at all like-minded, and you start thinking about this without a medical degree or a dietitian's degree, something about the low-carb diet doesn't make sense. Yep, 
obesity in the United States has increased. But sugar consumption has fallen. How does that work? You might wonder how whole fruit is bad. Because a low-carb coach will tell you that it's full of sugar. And your members of the community will say it'll spike your insulin. Actually, spikes your glucose, but they don't know the difference. Concluding that insulin causes you to store fat. Oh, by the way, the truth is, you will store fat in the presence of insulin if you're in a calorie excess, not in a calorie deficit. But the scientific community shows in study after study that people who eat whole fruits live longer and better, and they have less disease. In fact, even diabetics who eat whole fruits have lower hemoglobin A1c. How is that? How can fruits be so healthy? Now, the latest iteration of the low-carb fad is called the carnivore diet. I'm sure you've heard of it. And they eat fruit now. Maybe that's the answer. The evolution from the paleo caveman diet to the carnivore diet. Here is the problem. It's still a fad. And if you're thinking about how all of these things are bad, you might start reading that the longest-lived people eat a lot of carbohydrates, like in the blue zones. They live a long time consuming a diet rich in carbohydrates, even starch, the evilest of all evils. And if you go to Italy, you'll notice that people are thin and beautiful. My God, do they have great taste in shoes. And they're eating pasta. How are they not all fat? And then you'll read how the Mediterranean diet is best. But the Mediterranean diet is like 55% carbohydrates. How can that be? And then you go to Asia. And you might see that all these thin people shoveling in white rice, they're not obese. And your eyes begin to open and maybe you think you were just fooled by this fad and maybe by your own confirmation bias. Well, there was sort of an out that was built in. In 2010, David Lustig, a pediatrician from the University of California, San Francisco, came out with this famous YouTube video noting that sugar is made of two molecules, one fructose and one glucose. And glucose, he said, was not the problem. Glucose is the universal currency of your metabolism. Of course, it's not the problem. He said it was fructose. And that high fructose corn syrup was in everything. This brief idea was based on mouse metabolism, not on human metabolism. And it was a cute fad that allowed you to blame big corn for the world's obesity. But the facts didn't add up here either. So let's go on to the next conspiracy. The seed oil problem. The data shows pretty clearly that sugar doesn't cause obesity by itself. Excess consumption of calories do. But let's come up with a new conspiracy. Let's call it seed oils. Canola oil, safflower oil, corn oil, peanut butter, any vegetable oils are seed oils and they're the problem. Why? Well, seed oil consumption has increased worldwide along with obesity. There's your correlation. Simple minds like simple correlations. And while their conclusion is incorrect, it's kind of important to see where they came up with some of these ideas. Let's start with seed oils. First of all, they will often conflate seed oils with trans fats. Now, trans fats are truly evil. And when we say trans fatty acids, there are many varieties. But let's talk about them as the primary cause of heart disease after smoking. The movement that brought trans fats into the forefront was not from the medical community. It was from food activists. Perhaps the most famous was someone named Phil Sokoloff. Phil Sokoloff suffered from a heart attack. He was a wealthy industrialist. 
And he learned that saturated fats do increase cholesterol, which causes heart disease. So he took out full ads in major newspapers attacking the use of beef tallow in the McDonald's French fries. Do you remember how tasty those French fries were before they were in vegetable oil? And he lobbied fast food and commercial breakers to switch to vegetable oils. He didn't understand anything about trans fats. Vegetable oils in multiple studies are healthy for the heart. But vegetable oils have a problem. They're liquid at room temperature. Kind of hard to spread a liquid on the toast in the morning. So there's an industrial process called hydrogenation. And when you hydrogenate vegetable oils, meaning you replace some of the oxygen molecules with hydrogen molecules, the vegetable oils become solid at room temperature. But if you're not careful, not only during hydrogenation will you create these nice stable vegetable oils that are healthy for your heart, but you'll create a group of fatty acids called trans fatty acids. These were never endorsed by the medical community, ever. To say that the problem with trans fats came from the medical community is demonstrably wrong, because even in 2008, the American Medical Association urged the prohibition of trans fats in commercial bakeries and reference, and the medical community was finally listened to, and trans fats were outlawed in the United States starting in 2015, and they have not been seen in any quantity since 2018. Hydrogenated vegetable oils are not trans fats. There are normally occurring trans fats. And to be clear, butter is, for example, 3% trans fats. Breast milk contains a form of trans fat called vicinic acid, which actually has some healthy benefits. So all trans fats aren't equal, but the hydrogenation of fats leading to multiple types of vegetable trans fats did cause a major problem and was probably responsible for 20,000 deaths each year from heart disease. Currently, the industrial production of vegetable oils to a more stable form of hydrogenation does not cause trans fats. And let's get a little precise, shall we? Saying something is a seed oil is incorrect. Seed oils aren't just a type of oil. You don't call something if you break it down, oh, that's canola oil. Let's take canola oil because it's been so much, much maligned. Canola oil is a lot like olive oil. When you break down and you look at the chemical components of canola oil, the main fatty acid is oleic acid. Now, the detractors of seed oil will say, canola oil is highly inflammatory. Well, in fact, in medical peer-reviewed research, canola oil decreases inflammation in the human body. And canola oil not only reduces inflammation, but it reduces total cholesterol in the blood. Compared to saturated fat like butter from grass-fed bison or unicorns, it decreases all cardiac risk factors. Now, some will point out that canola oil comes from the rapeseed plant, which has been genetically modified. True. And thus, it must be filled with pesticides. Actually, when you remove the oil from the plant, you will not find pesticides in canola oil. They might even tell you that canola oil was originally used to run farm machinery. And it wasn't originally used to run farm machinery, but it certainly can be used to run farm machinery. They fail to point out the obvious. Olive oil can and do the same. In fact, in the history of mankind, olive oil, which is by everybody accounts the favorite fat that one should use, was the first electricity in the world, making olive oil lamps, lighting homes. It was used to run farm equipment in the Middle East when they ran out of diesel products. Olive oil, canola oil are not diesel. They're just oils. Peanut oil can be used to run buses. That's what used to run Willie Nelson's bus before he finally retired. It doesn't mean it's bad. 
But seed oils are not inflammatory. They do not cause an increase in heart disease. They decrease the risk of heart disease. But seed oils are in a lot of junk food. So is sugar. So is salt. Those ultra-processed foods that are so delicious and bring in so calories and so hard to put down are more of a problem for heart disease and obesity in the United States than seed oils, and certainly than peanut butter. You see, that jar of Skippy you have has about, in a two tablespoons, 190 calories. Now, if you go to Sprouts and you buy their peanut butter, which is just peanuts ground up into a butter, it contains 200 calories per two tablespoons. There's actually less calories in Skippy. Not that much, but less. Or shall we say fewer? Sorry. What about the hydrogenated vegetable oil? Now we know it's not trans fat because you can see on the label there's zero trans fat in there. It's about 1% to 2% hydrogenated vegetable oil. There are no health concerns there. What it does is it makes the peanut butter easier to spread. So when those purists say, Peanut butter is nothing but the best kind is just peanuts or peanuts and salt. They're just dead wrong. That's their preference. That's not a fact. All of this to let you know that if you like Skippy or Jif or Peter Pan or Kraft, just because it has a little sugar and a little vegetable oil in it, it's okay. It's just fine. Yep. It's a high-calorie item, and I doubt you're going to be eating tons of it. And yeah, it can go bad if you leave it out, but you know the natural, quote-unquote, peanut butter? It's likely to go bad before. Oh, and by the way, mold in peanut butter? Not an issue in the United States. Lectins in peanut butter? Nope, peanuts are roasted. Not an issue in the United States. All of those things that they think peanuts are bad, they're incorrect. Peanuts are a legume. And if you're on the Mediterranean diet, you want to have a couple of ounces of legumes every day to decrease your risk of heart disease. So having that peanut butter sandwich, you've just gotten a point on the Mediterranean diet. And that's why you can enjoy your Skippy and tell the other people they're just ignorant. <laughs> For references on this, please see the blog associated with this at yourdoctorsorders.com. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and while I am a physician... I am not your physician. And if you want dietary advice, please see a board-certified registered dietitian or Western-trained physician, not a naturopath, not a homeopath, not a functional medicine doctor, but a real doctor. This was researched by me, Dr. Terry Simpson. This is not medical advice, obviously. This is just for educational and hopefully some entertainment purposes. This content was produced and distributed by our friends at Simpler Media, Ali Press, and my good friend, the pod god, Mr. Evo Terra. I hope that he's enjoying a peanut butter sandwich on his own. Till next week, have a good week, and don't feel guilty about Skippy's. So it's weird you bring up peanut butter. I never was a peanut butter kid growing up. I think I could probably count on one hand the number of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches I've had in my life. However, a friend of mine turned me on to this little trick. Take a rice cake, yes, the flavorless rice cake, smear some peanut butter on it, and sprinkle it with cayenne pepper and curry sauce. Oh my goodness. <clears throat>